Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. Have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV Experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome to the show today. We appreciate you making us part of your lovely Wednesday. What day is it? Hump day. I'm gonna need, I need more. You need I, more? I need more enthusiasm. Well, I just, you know, that's about all I can give right now. It's that was a boring morning. hump day. It, it wasn't your usual. That was about what it normally is. I don't a lot of people in the day? chat saying it wasn't. See, that's it. You got to get the day in there. You want to tell your Campbell joke? Uh, I just just look out. You know, I saw that there was one roaming around the streets. Circus is making its tour around the country. I think it made a Midwestern stop. Camel got out roaming around. Just be careful. It's a two-hump camel. Not a three-hump, not a single-hump. Two-hump camel. Just messing with you guys. Happy hump day. Have a great Wednesday. Be safe out there. <laughs> There's uh, three out of four messages in the chat already about camels. It's just crazy that it happens what every Wednesday. Like You would think the circus guys would be like, hey, keep the camels tied up today. Don't let them out. Every Wednesday we come to this, to this problem. Every Wednesday. A lot to talk about today. Uh, Going to get into some of the NBA games that we had last night, the all-NBA teams, a little bit of football news, and we'll end up with a little would-you-rather, a little playful would-you-rather, but we do appreciate you guys joining us today. We had basketball games last night, and I told you yesterday that you had jinxed Jimmy Butler yep. by uh, claiming he was a, a superstar and then he wasn't living up to the superstar level. I think that I have also jinxed the entire NBA playoffs. <laughs> I keep talking have. about how pissed off I get watching these games that are just absolute blowouts night after night. So this is what I'm going to say today. I'm jinxing the jinx. I love these blowouts. Give me more blowouts. I can't wait till tonight to see another one of these fantastic blowouts. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. But here's the thing, though. When you're doing this and you've been jinxing your predictions of whatnot, what you think is going to happen, which team do you think is dead in the water tonight? What team Like, what team do you think the series is over for? Uh, the Miami Heat. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why I love you, dude. <laughs> uh, that's just, that one was me just being honest. I, I think the Heat will lose tonight. That's fine. Heat dead in the water. I, called I was them, right about last night. Though. I called them Miami cold or Miami ice the other day, yesterday. Yeah. Got roasted for it after the show. Apparently, Did that was you? not a no good way. joke. <laughs> I think you were getting roasted during the show. Oh, it's just nonstop roasting. I don't know if you just maybe looked at the chat or not. Uh, well, sometimes the chat's a little slow, kind of like catching up with me. And all of a sudden, I get like a huge abundance of chats and like messages that I'm trying to catch up with. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we're still doing the show. I need to pay attention to what Mello was saying. Yeah, like I'll, I check in on the chat every once in a while to see what's happening. Over there, and we do love that aspect of the call-in app to where you can have your the chat go and leave your comments, leave your questions. Every once in a while, I do try to look over there. I'm like, okay, it hasn't updated in a while, not a lot going on. And then it's like, boom, 10 messages, which is fantastic. It's a good problem to have. But I, I did see 
I think it was yesterday, you getting some jokes made about the Miami Heat and you calling them the Miami Ice. It's just part of it. I mean, How are you going to have dad jokes when you're not even a dad? I don't know, man, but they crack me up. Did you like read like, a I'm book? Gonna be, I might have to be like Giannis and just show up with a dad joke book one day and just start reading them off for you guys. Yeah, because you don't already have one. I remember with my first joke book I ever got as a kid, and it's my favorite joke. Here it is. How did two computers play tennis? I don't know how. They surf the net. <laughs> That's it? That's I was dying laughing as a fourth grader when I saw that because they had like pictures with it. And so they have this huge giant computer monitor. Man, it was a book fair that was there. My teacher was not very nice. There was no windows in the classroom. Shaw. Last name. I'm not scared. She wasn't there when I was. Nope. She wasn't. But I also hated my fourth grade teacher. Yeah. My third and fifth grade teacher, amazing. I love third and fifth grade. I still remember those teachers. Mm -hmm. Fourth grade ruined it. Yep. Hated, hated her in fourth year. I, I had a pretty good fourth grade year. No complaints. I hated my teacher. For some reason, I got in a lot in trouble in fourth grade. It was more just like a lot of other kids tattling. And it was yeah. like, dude, that's not even something that you need to be tattling on. Just quit being annoying, and I won't throw your pen across the room. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to do my homework. I think I've said it on the podcast before, maybe. But I, I think I've said it. My fourth grade teacher... We did parent-teacher conferences. I was a pretty just average kid. I didn't cause a lot of problems. I wasn't super talkative. I was actually pretty shy. I didn't have bad grades or anything like that. So my parent-teacher conferences were always just boring. It's like, yep, he's still doing a great job, which was a lie. I was doing an average job. Mm -hmm. I was average all the way with grades, behavior, everything. I didn't ruffle feathers. I sat in the back, did my own thing, which was usually like zoning out, but then I was – Smart enough to be like, ah, fuck, let's get a couple of right answers on here. <laughs> but my fourth grade parent-teacher conference, I remember going and the teacher was like, can he step out into the hall, actually? And I'm like, I have to sit in the hall mm-hmm. for parent-teacher conferences? What's going on here? So I step out into the hallway with one of my friends, and apparently the teacher just lays in about me and how my friends are terrible and if I don't change who I'm friends with I'm going to go have like a terrible life of crime and just be uh, no good person in life in 4th grade in 4th grade and my mom walked out of there again I was a pretty good kid my mom walked out of there and she's like we are going to have a talk when we get home and I'm like what happened <laughs> what did I do in 4th grade to deserve this and my mom like tells me all about it she's like you can't be friends with this person that person No more talking to him. And I'm like, again, I'm a good kid, but at the same time, I was like, I'm still going to hang out with him at school. I make my own decisions. Yeah, they can't come over to the house anymore because you won't let them. I'm still hanging out with them. (laughs) Still my friends. They've been my friends for five years now. Yeah. And then at the end of the fourth grade year, we had like another parent-teacher conference or something. And the teacher was like, hey, I just want to let you know I was wrong about your son. He's made a, a huge impact on all these other kids. Uh, he's doing a great job, and I was wrong. And even like when my mom told me that, the teacher didn't tell me that. Uh, even in my own like fourth grade mind, I'm like, bitch, I told you so. <laughs> I'm a great influence. I knew that I was the leader in this situation, <laughs> and that I was gonna, you know, bring up their behavior. Did I get an apology? No. I, I had to miss sleepovers, birthday parties, probably some recess. I know there was at least one time she was like, "Hey, you're not supposed to play with them." And I'm like, "What the hell?" Your teacher was saying that? Yes, in fourth grade. So I hated fourth grade. 
Yeah, that sounds brutal. But also, yeah, never got that apology. And uh, clearly, I still hold it with me. 24 years later or whatever <laughs> yeah no joke my teacher was just awful because we were doing that learning that new math or whatever like everyday math or whatever it was called and it was this new way of multiplying and divide like division and everything and i would take it home and my mom first off wasn't very good at math but two just like she couldn't teach me because it was all like <laughs> brand new i'm just gonna be honest like i remember my mom be like austin i don't know i can't help you with this and i'd be like well i'm toast you know what i mean i'm just just out of luck right here and so it was one of those situations where I'd get to school and I'd have to like ask the teacher for help. And it's like she would almost get annoyed that I didn't understand how to do this new way of math. And uh-huh. I'm going home and learning another way of math. So it's like I was combining how to do it. And she was like, you're wrong. And she would just get annoyed. I was like, you know what? I don't even want to ask questions anymore. I'm just going to fail fourth grade. And math <laughs> I'm pretty much Billy did. Madison the shit out of this grade. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave up on math after that. I was like, I don't even care about it. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's still a big problem, though. You send homework home, and the parents are like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And then they teach the student, like, a different way. And, you know, just no disrespect to your mom or any of the other parents. <laughs> a lot of times they teach them the wrong way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, like, as a teacher, you'd send homework home on a Monday night and be like, all right, cool. Like, you got it. Like, go practice a little bit at home, and you're good to go by Tuesday. Those kids walk back in on Tuesday, and it's like, what the fuck happened last night? What did your parents tell you to do? Because they ruined all the progress we made mm-hmm. <laughs> in a 30-minute session of them just yelling at you and saying, like, no, that's not how we did it when I was in school. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Things change over time. <laughs> so we've got some better practices that we do now. But I, I don't know. NBA playoffs, though. Yeah, listen, basketball. <laughs> Last night I was watching the game, and um, it was – we celebrated my daughter's um, eighth birthday last night. So I was watching the game a little bit at her like birthday party thing. And then it got to halftime and they had the delay for the leaky roof. And it was already a not close game. I didn't watch after that. <laughs> I don't watch a single second of the second half. Like, it, I saw that it was in delay and it was like, nope, not going to do this today. I, I'm not interested because the score was not close. And even looking at the score, like this morning I came in doing some work for it. I was like, damn, 119-109. That's, that's not too bad. Yeah. It was another one of those situations where uh, the Warriors were down uh, by like 29 going into the fourth quarter and then fought back, you know, take some of their superstars out and things like that. The Mavericks aren't necessarily playing guys like Luka either. And they fight back and make it a close game. This game was never as close as the score was. Just a, another situation where blowouts in the NBA. And, oh, my gosh, I love it. I can't wait till tonight <laughs> to see another blowout in the NBA that's so interesting and keeps my attention the whole time. I love your enthusiasm. But one thing, though, with the Mavericks that you have to look at when you see this blowout is, like, the other guys that step up. If they could just have the role players or a, one other starter consistently score 20 points, they have a chance to win. But it's going to be one night where they come in – and Luca's going to drop 30 or 25 up, and then there's going to be another player on the team that's like, actually, we're just not going to score tonight. And so Luca's the only one scoring. Another night, boom, Finney Smith last night drops 23. Bullock drops 18. Dinwiddie off the bench, 10. I want to know what Dinwiddie's deal is. Why can you not just start this guy and have him be the other scorer? Because that's the thing with the Mavericks. You just need one other consistent scorer. And I have that same take with someone that we're going to talk about later in the show, too, who's up for a max contract. But sticking with this game, 
do you think the Warriors just kind of came out sluggish in the first half? Like, eh, this is over. Like, we'll do the gentleman sweep. It's whatever. Like, we'll just get Yeah, oh, game that's in. my, yeah, take 100%. And I don't know that it was ever anything intentional. Like, uh, we talked a little bit about on on radio yesterday about it, too. There is, like, a, almost a conspiracy theory type that in the NBA that the owners want to have that one more game. So the Warriors went up 3-0. They lose to the Mavericks. They're going to get one more game at whatever it is, Oracle Arena, I think it's the same, San yeah. Francisco or whatever. So now you get one more game, you get that chance to bring in all that money, and then that's when you close out the series. And, but I do think that this is a situation sometimes with the gentleman sweep that you just come in, you're up 3-0, and you're not real focused. You don't you don't really care a whole lot. You know you've got a, you know four more games to close out and get one. So And you're on the road, too, in this situation. So I think it was just more about the Warriors – not being super focused or maybe not having that sense of urgency of like, we have to close out tonight. Yeah. They're going to close out tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Like, oh, you missed out on what? An extra day of rest or whatever? You're fine. This series is still going to be over before the Eastern Conference Series. Um, get another game, like I said, Miami versus the Celtics tonight. Uh, as people put in the chat, too, it is it's too bad that we don't follow hockey because the playoffs have been tense. And, yeah. you know, there are times where I'll get on Twitter and I'll – Try to see what's going on, what's trending, what are people talking about that they care about. And it, there was so much hockey content that I couldn't even follow it. Yeah. I actually did have someone last night go, hey, like, why don't you guys cover hockey? Because I, like, I don't know the rules. I was going to say, I was like, well, we don't really pay attention to it. And he's like, yeah, but last time you told me we don't really talk about basketball. And I've been listening to the last like, week of shows. That's all you talk about is basketball. So, well, the NFL hasn't had anything going on. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. And with basketball, like, I know the rules. Yeah. We you understand know? it enough to talk about it. I played it growing up. <laughs> so I'm used to it. With hockey, I mean, it is. It's just that I don't know the rules. I've tried to get into it before, and it's just never really stuck with me. Try the video game. Buy it for like yeah. $3. I had the video game. You do have the video I game. I did have. Do not currently. Oh. I, I'm talking like PlayStation Two. I'm 12 years old. I'm oh. playing NHL. Yeah, you get it, and you learn the rules playing it that way. Granted, I did, and I didn't like till college. But like playing it with my friends who are from St. Louis and are huge Blues fans and understand mm-hmm. the game of hockey, and getting to play with them made it so much more enjoyable. And then going to like ho- like three hockey games in the last six months has been incredible. I can Stick- remember playing uh, NHL, whatever, before it was 2K. Mm-hmm. And like all my players went out at the same time. Like all my, my starting lineup. Yeah. It's like everybody just skates off to the bench. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Why are all my good players I didn't ask you to do off that. the ice now? Yeah, like I do I have to turn off auto subs? Like what's happening here? I would never just like remove my quarterback from the football game. Yeah. So why are we doing it in hockey? And honestly, even this is me just being dumb. I'll admit it. I still don't know why they do line changes. Because they get tired quickly. They're only on for like 30 seconds to a minute. And I know. It's like switch. it's all the time. Yeah, there's constant that's what makes it so fun. I mean, it's hard to kind of track who's in and who's not, but yeah. you just follow the puck because it's going all over the place. Also hard to do. Yeah, and they'll clear it just so they can have, like, a line change for both teams. There's, like, this mutual understanding of, like, I was gonna say, hey, there's we're like all a gentleman's dead. agreement. Let's try and switch out. Yeah, of, like, hey, we're all tired. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. Line change. Yep. And the, the periods rules. are way too long. The intermission between periods, way too long. <laughs> you got to cut that time down. 20 minutes. You're Have taking you two 20-minute breaks? That's 40 minutes. Can you imagine if the NFL did a 40-minute halftime? I'm not coming back. 
I've turned my attention to other shit. I'm, I'm probably mowing or something. <laughs> get, get cutting that green grass. <laughs> yeah. Have you gone ice skating before? Hell no. Oh, man, I went one time just learning, and it was when I had just first shaved my head. So I was fresh to the game of being bald, and I didn't know. This was not that long ago. How have I not heard this? Well, because there was two separate instances where I went bald. The first oh, the, time, for, I, okay, yeah, yes. I went bald, and I was like, "I'm not about to graduate college with a bald head. I'm growing this back out." Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> I should have just stayed that way. But I went ice skating, and it was just like, "This is so hard to do." And they were like, "Just push off." I was like, "I can't." Just push off. I guess you're supposed to like tilt your foot, and you're like, so you can dig the skate into yeah. the ice, and then you push off that way. But man, I was break. I two laps around the ice rink is what I did around the wall, and the, just the amount of stress and anxiety that I had trying to get around the ice. I was sweating so much; <laughs> it was like I had done a full blown workout. And they're like, "What is wrong with you?" It's like I can't skate, and I've never sweated before being bald. And that's when I realized it just turns into like a waterfall off the top of my head. It was tough. <laughs> I took off my stocking cap because you know on ice rink it's cold. I took off my stocking oh, cap, and it was just like drip, like. Not in a good way either. Like, I was just sweating profusely. <laughs> I left quickly after that. Because it's it's embarrassing. Like, oh, I'm sitting here struggling to ice skate, and this little three-year-old's over there practicing her jumps and spins in the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't need this right now. Show off. Like, get out of here. So, actually, Jake put this in the chat, and this is a fear of mine as well. Uh, he said, I'm always afraid to ice skate that I'll fall, and as I'm getting up, someone skates over my fingers. Zing zading, lost my digits. <laughs> that is a legit fear that I've had too. I, of like, I had it. Yeah. If I'm falling, I fall down. I go to push myself up off the ice, and then somebody does skate by, and then boom, I've got a gash or I've lost a finger. I, I've Johnny Depped myself. However, that happened. I don't know. There's rumors about a bottle. I don't follow. It is a little odd. Have you been paying attention to that case this last I week? I a little bit of attention. I, I keep I kind of name dropping it every <laughs> once in a while. I've not watched. Any of the trial, but I see the tick clips. Yes. So I saw that they had one old guy up on the stand, and he is just having this, like, I don't know, like, reaction to drugs or something. Like where He, he looks like he's on meth. I've, yeah, I've where he's it. just, like, coking out. And, it, like, it goes over to Johnny Depp. And the fact that he, like, sits up and leans forward over his glasses just cracks me up. I probably watched it 20 times because I just thought it was – because he was just sitting back chilling. And all of a sudden, uh-huh. he's just like – Or there's that one time he gets asked a question, and he just sits there. <laughs> and, like, like, he's messing with his mouth. That's where he looks like he's on meth. And he's mm-hmm. like, do I have to answer that question? And the judge is like, yes, sir, you have to <laughs> – Answer the questions. Like, how, who decided to put that dude on the stand? Now, I believe he was like an expert witness to come in and like talk about Johnny Depp's mental health or whatever. No, they brought him in off the street. That dude was under a bridge three hours beforehand. <laughs> yeah, we can't find Dr. Whatever. Uh, you're going to pretend to be him now. <laughs> Just say some stuff. I have not been paying a lot of attention to it, but I do. Like, I, Can you even get on TikTok without seeing something about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Uh, it's very hard right now. Um, in terms of hockey, I do have a team. It's the Blues. They're probably about to lose to the Avalanche. I think they play again tonight, down 3-1 in the series. But it's all right. You know, I used to be an Avalanche fan when I was a kid, though. Hey, now's the time to be an Avalanche fan because they are really good. Uh, really So good. I have three older brothers. My two oldest brothers, they like sports, but they're not, like, super into sports. Uh, my older brother, next in line, Matt Miller, ESPN, into sports, big sports. I wouldn't even say sports, though. He's a football nerd. He's he's pretty one-dimensional in his <laughs> sports fandom, obviously an expert at the NFL and NFL draft. 
But I, I would root for a lot of the opposite teams of him. I, that's the kind of little brother that I was. Mm-hmm. That like, if he liked Michigan, I would root for Ohio State. That that's a true fact. And my mom's family, a lot of them are from Michigan. So, like a lot of our, my uncles and stuff like that, they they were Michigan fans, or they were Detroit Red Wings fans, or Pistons fans because they're from that area. So I can even remember him being a Red Wings fan. Early on, and I'm like, who's their rival? Who are they playing that's good that's, like, going against them? And it was the Avalanche. So I'm like, I'm an Avalanche fan now. Boom. (laughs) I I think maybe they won the Stanley Cup once when I was younger. But I was just a fan just so I could be, like, poking the bear. Being like, ah, your team actually sucks. My team's winning. And they had Patrick Waugh was their uh, goalie. But his name was spelled funny. It was spelled R-O-Y. And I'm like... That's messed up, but he's my new favorite player. I think he was pretty good. He's probably in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I don't know much about hockey. The Avalanche did win in 96 and in 2001. 96 was the year. Did they play the Red Wings? Um, I, don't even, I don't even know if they're in the same conference or division. I got nothing for you about hockey. But I'm not going to be one of those dudes who sits here and pretends and every spring is like, fuck yeah, this is my team. I love hockey. <laughs> no, I don't know shit about hockey. I know that it's got to be a fun sport because every year in the spring, people are like, you should watch hockey. Cool. I'm probably still not going to do it. Maybe next year I just fully embrace it and I become an Avalanche fan. I don't think I can be a Blues fan. Got a lot of friends that are Blues fans. I don't think I can root for a team in St. Louis. It just doesn't feel right. You have that much of a hatred for the city of St. Louis? Yes. Yes, I do. That's understandable. Like, even the Cardinals, they're great. Like, they've got a great lineup. They've always been good. There's something about them I can't root for. And I think it's just the city. (laughs) I fucking hate that city. Man. When was the last time you went, though? Like, you did something in St. Louis. Like, uh, more more than five years ago. I actually have a couple friends who just went to St. Louis last week. And they're like, you know... We had several drinks everywhere we went, and they were all awful. They were all just really bad drinks. We're glad to be back here at 609. Thank you. For really? Good drinks. I was like, welcome. Yeah. I've heard that, I mean, it's really easy to get a beer there. Now, obviously, <laughs> it should be yeah. in St. Louis. I, I've never I've never heard a complaint about, like, the drinks being bad or anything like that. I, I tell you, it's like the homeless population, the couple times I've been there. And it's also, like, per capita, one of the most violent cities in in the country. The, they do say, like, hey, you'll be fine w- driving on this street, but as soon as you cross over here, don't roll your windows down, mm-hmm. don't stop. And it's like, uh, I don't even know. Right. But, and the thing is, it's like it's just one block over. Yes. You know, it's like I don't know specifics on streets and stuff Hall like building, that. Hall building, skyscrapers, you're good. Here, look, yep. there's Bush Stadium. Pff, see ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like – even like the downtown area, like everybody sees the arch and things like that, Bush Stadium. It looks like it's a pretty part of town. Even it is pretty scummy. You know, I say this about St. Louis. That's the only place I've been in downtown is like right there, like in the actual Ballpark heart Village. of the city. The Ballpark <laughs> Village and like yeah. a couple blocks over where they have like these little restaurants that you can go and mm-hmm. eat at or something. Yeah, That's been about it. And the safe part. <laughs> You've seen the only good And then I have like 45 minutes out of town. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I just, I've never had a good experience. And you know, a lot of people, I voice this opinion frequently, and they're like, ah, oh, well, you're just – you like Kansas City so much that 
St. Louis is like their rival or whatever. It's really, that's not the case. I've just had bad experiences myself two or three times of going to St. Louis and not enjoying it and being like, why the fuck do we still come here? What are we doing? Let's just go to Kansas City or Springfield or even Tulsa, like anywhere else in this area is so much better. And that's also for us where we're at in Joplin, the worst drive ever. Joplin to St. Louis has to be like a top 10 worst drive in the country. Because like you get to Springfield in an hour and you're good. And then from Springfield to St. Louis is brutal. Like yeah. that's why I wish in like, my dumb we could brain, all just have Teslas that drive themselves or just cars that drive themselves and you just take a big old nice nap and you wake up and boom you're at your destination. Mm-hmm. My dumb brain will hit St. or sorry, Springfield and be like halfway there. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I not think even that, close. <laughs> like, damn, we're already in Springfield. Like, that's awesome. Almost there. No. Four hours later, <laughs> now I'm in Springfield. Or oh, yeah. St. Louis. Why can't I keep those straight? I'll tell you why I can't, because I saw a TikTok the other day. That was the most dangerous cities in America per capita. And I'm like, oh, I lived in Springfield for a while. Like, I know this one's up there. Like, I've always heard people say that. Even when I moved there, yeah. uh, I had a lot of people say, like, hey, be careful. I know Springfield feels small, actually pretty dangerous city, town, whatever you call it. But per capita, it was the number five most dangerous city in the country. Yeah, it was and number St. Louis was three. <laughs> Springfield was number one when I was in, like, going to college there. Yeah. And I was pain- like, you and see it's for that violent your- crimes too. It's not yeah. even like, oh yeah, yeah, bet your car gets broken into. No, it's violent crime <laughs> in that city. Give me it's your drugs, big. or I'm gonna shoot you. What's the population there? Like 150,000. They that's what it's listed as, but they can't record everyone that's there because there's like three mm. universities in Springfield. So there's always this influx in the population of like who's there year to year and who's not. So it's really almost like 500,000. Like is what yeah. I remember, like a city official. And you've got a lot of smaller towns too, where a lot of people are spending a lot of their time in mm-hmm. Springfield. So you might live in Ozark, Missouri, but you're coming to Springfield to shop, to eat, yep. and things like that. So it does feel a little <laughs> bit bigger, but it is—it's dangerous. It's a dangerous place to be. Uh, I kick the shit out of my desk. I was going to say, what was that? Yeah. Uh, but let's get to some of our ad reads. Roper Kia, check out their inventory online. If they don't have what you're looking for, they can help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need a new car. So stop right here in Joplin, Missouri at Roper Kia, new or used. Let them get you in a newer, a nicer, newer car, I believe is how Mr. Roper says it. Uh, we had some football news come through yesterday that we didn't get to talk about, but I wanted to mention it today. Both Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield not attending uh, the OTAs, the voluntary activities this year. Uh, that's an interesting move, I think. And, you know, for Baker Mayfield, him and I have had our differences, a little one-sided. I don't even know if he knows who I am. I almost understand him not going to OTAs, to be like – Actually, I still want traded. I'm not trying to be the third-string quarterback on this team, so I'm not going to report. Yep. And I don't know if it's me being biased. Feel free to tell me that I am. I think this is a really bad move by Kyler Murray. You're like a team on the verge. You should be doing the off-season stuff or, you know, working out with your receivers. Maybe he's doing that stuff and I didn't see it. Maybe he's doing the whole Patrick Mahomes, like, we're going to meet in Dallas and this is where my guys are or – 
even Deshaun Watson like took his guys to the Bahamas. Like we're working out there. Maybe Kyler Murray's doing something like that, but I mean the Cardinals are just right there. They need something to put them over the hump. And having Kyler Murray not at team activities, that's not going to help you for no. sure. I think it just goes to show how selfish Kyler Murray is on just like how self-centered he is and how he just wants his money and how he's not willing to help the team. I mean, we see it last year when we've heard reports come out too. It's like, hey, he's kind of, you know, immature. He whines and complains a lot, blames other people for things. Teammates mm-hmm. in the locker room don't really kind of like his leadership style. He's not a very good leader. When you hear that stuff come out, like I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And when you look at Kyler Murray, he hasn't had a full, consistent season of being a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so when you reach this point where you are wanting a contract and the numbers have been rumored out there, um, Mel, you definitely mentioned it on the show a couple of times, but like this just goes to show like that's what his focus is on. It's not winning football games. It's not being the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals and helping his team. Like, yeah, these are just OTAs. A lot of people kind of kind of overlook it and like just dismiss it. The earlier you start practicing with your team, the better you're going to be at everything else in the regular season. I wholeheartedly believe in And you've got some young receivers, too, Yep, that are going to be there. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's missing six games. You're not bringing A.J. Green back. You missed. uh, You uh, let Christian Kirk go in free agency. You've got some pieces that you need to to figure out. Bringing in Hollywood Brown. Uh, I know they, they played together in college or whatever, but getting used to each other in this offense, Rondale Moore and bringing him along, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. This isn't just, well, I've been in the system for four years or whatever. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. You've also got a lot of guys that don't know what they're doing. That You are going to have to be – you're the leader of the offense, of the team, but specifically the offense. And you know, if people have questions, they should come to you and be like, hey, this is my route. How – how do you want me to run it? Where do you want me to end up? Um, you know, after seven steps, what, have, what am I looking like? Where am I at? And I even Bryce put it in the chat too. He's just he's been way too inconsistent. Kyler Murray has been way too inconsistent to pull something like this. So he, that question that you asked was like, if a receiver comes up to him and goes, "Hey, like, you know, where does my route need to be? How do I need to do this or that?" Do you think Kyler's response is like, "Man, I don't know. I can't see you. I got a left <laughs> tackle right in my way. I can't see over you." Until yeah. you hit that gap between the left tackle and the left guard, that's the place where I can put it. If you're not there, I'm running. Yeah, I'm gonna have to scramble out. Hey, remember, I'm five eight. So just run, just run deep. I will figure a way to get it out of my hands. Yeah, I just need you in a place where I can see you, right in the middle of the field. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, though, are you kind of worried about this? Because yeah, this is also be. your job on the line. Yeah. I'll, again, maybe this is my bias because I don't like Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. I don't like Kyler Murray. So maybe it is just me, but I, I feel like I'm getting at least a little support in the chat. Even Tyler Warden says uh, Kyler went from a potential cornerstone of the franchise to a potential trade candidate in like two seasons. I mean, he was a guy we were talking about as a, an MVP guy. One of those early season, oh my gosh, he's clearly going to win the award too. Yep. Actually, no, he's, he's not in the running in it anymore. Yep. So, and you know, you and I, we've heard rumblings. Again, don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. Heard rumblings that his off-season workout is shit, that he does barely anything. His dad is still very much in his ear and telling him how to do things. And instead of going and getting, you know, a professional that can, like, help and develop him, he's not doing it. That he's pretty happy with what he's done already, and which, you know, he's been very successful in the NFL so far. I'm sure that he's going to get paid a big contract. But I don't know that he's ever going to be like this Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. He was drafted first overall. I just don't see him taking that next step. 
I don't know if it's complacency. I don't know if it's laziness or whatever it is. But I mean, he should be taking that next step. Even his second year in the league, I can remember talking about him and saying, all right, this is the guy who's going to take that second-year leap. That sophomore and year he ball. didn't. Yep. Yeah, he's, just, he's never really been much better than what he was as a rookie quarterback in the NFL. And I think it's that off-season workout that he's not doing, uh, which is the reason why we haven't seen him progress. Yeah, and the thing is, too, though, is like he'll have those, I don't even want to say a hot start, like just the team in themselves is playing well. And then it just all comes crumbling down and falls apart, and it's just, usually because like he's gotten hurt or <laughs> or just the interceptions. Like I remember there was one point last year, I think it was like week three or four, we're like, man, Kyler Murray's playing like an MVP level. Look at this. Next game throws like three interceptions. I think they were playing the Seahawks because it was him and Russell Wilson, and they like went back and there was like four interceptions the whole game, and we're just like, what is going on with these guys? Mm-hmm. Like this is awful quarterback play. And it was like a primetime game, if I'm remembering correctly. Hopefully, I am. But with that, like even if you're the Cardinals, like you, there's no way you're comfortable paying this guy hundreds of millions of dollars if this is going to be his reaction to everything, where he deletes all of his pictures off Instagram. One, that's very childish. Two, you're not showing up to camp. Not a good mm-hmm. look. And three, your teammates are sitting here complaining about your leadership style or what you're willing to do. And every time we talk about Kyler, I cannot help but think of that Manny Cast moment where Russell Wilson goes, if I'm in this situation, I'm going to my teammates, I'm trying to talk them up, motivate them, let them know we still got a chance in this game. And the camera pans to Kyler Murray, and he's just sitting there with his shoulders slumped, his hands between his legs, and just twiddling his thumbs and like looking like he's pouting. Alone on the bench. Yes, just defeated. Mm-hmm. It's like, you still have plenty of game left. Yeah, Keep and fighting. Russell Wilson, he is corny. I, I think he's probably a good leader, um, but I, I do think in that situation he's right. Like it's time to rally the troops and be like, "Hey, it's cool. We got this. Uh, I'm the quarterback. I'm the leader. I'm confident. Next drive out there, we're gonna score." But instead, he's sitting on the bench, like sulking. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that one it rubbed me the wrong way as well. A couple questions from our chat. Um, it, Bryce says, "Am I the only person who hope?" Who hopes Kyler leaves the NFL to play baseball? I, I know you're not the only one because I, I think so. I hope so, too. I would like to see it. I think the A's are hoping for that, honestly. Are they, though? They might have to pay him, and then he'd be like, oh, actually, <laughs> <That's> no. <true. laughs> and they would have to trade him. He, he might at some point, and again, go into the chat, like Jake says, uh, the next thing he'll do is leverage baseball if he doesn't get that major contract. So I could see him doing that, honestly, and saying, hey, Cardinals, you're not going to pay me $300 million. Therefore, I'm going to go back to baseball. I think he's going to quickly discover that the A's are not willing to pay him very much money at all, and then he would actually have to get traded there. What his agent needs to do, try to get his rights traded to, like, the Yankees. Not the A's. The A's are going to look at it and be like, nah, man, actually, we're trying to lose. We're not trying to pay you $30 million or whatever. You need to get traded to the Yankees. They have some money. Go leverage them, and maybe that will work out for you. But I don't know if you can leverage with the A's. I did a quick uh, name search of Kyler Murray on Twitter just to kind of see if there's any updated or recent news about him. And I just realized as well the – Arizona Cardinals are going to have the end-season hard knocks. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really interesting to see how Kyler is in the middle of the season when they're probably not doing very good, and he's about mm, three or four games into not having DeAndre Hopkins to throw the ball to as like a safe haven. Six games. Yeah, I know. But like about that point, I think, is where he starts throwing his fits, where he's like, I'm stinking, I suck, what is going on? Well, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. 
There's also another tweet of like an RC car driving down the interstate somewhere with all these other big normal cars. And someone has tweeted Kyler Murray on his way to the stadium. And that is a hilarious video. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it for everyone to see now. I do think the in-season hard knocks, I didn't pay any attention to it last year. Maybe I will this year, though. But I do think that they did a good job selecting the team. You've got Kyler Murray and all his drama. That's cool. You've got DeAndre Hopkins missing some time. You've got um, HBO's favorite, J.J. Watt. He's an Arizona Cardinal. So like everything just kind of adds up for that to be a pretty good experience. I might actually have to watch it. Yeah, I did not watch it last year with the Colts. I just wasn't interested. I I had given up on Carson Wentz at that point. I didn't want any more Carson Wentz content. And it is. It sucks too because they're like, ah, oh, starting in week eleven is when we're gonna air it. It's like I don't want to hear about week one when we're in week eleven. Yep. And the NFL and the news it moves too fast. It's all. It's too far. You know, accessible to where I know who's getting hurt, who's getting cut, everything like that. Everybody does. To where I don't need to hear about it a month later. I need to hear about it two days later, a yep. week later, at most. But, I mean, if we're talking about a couple of weeks down the road, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I just want to see the, everyone's reactions and what their responses are to stuff. It's like, hey, this player's injured. What is the GM saying? What is the head coach saying? How are teammates responding to it? What's the message in the locker room? Post-game interviews that we may not see immediately from the Cardinals. Then head into the next story. That's how yeah. it should be. Yeah, uh, I agree with that one. Also, uh, in the NFL, it's it's about that time. It's about damn time. Best shape of their life season. Bingo. It's it's a little bit early, but we've already. I've seen three today. So today? I got tagged in one last night. Thank you. Then I've seen three other tweets today. One of them was Mac Jones in the best shape of his life. Congratulations. He was looking a little tubby anyway. I don't think he had far to go to be in the best shape of his life. But congratulations to him. I guess he's finally gotten there. He's peaked. Uh, The other one was Zach Wilson, which had kind of surfaced a couple weeks ago. That like He had put on a lot of good weight, uh, but he's feeling very good, very confident in the best shape of his life. Congratulations to Zach Wilson as well. And then repeat offender, Zeke Elliott. I was going to say, this three years in a row? Once again in the best shape of his life. I don't know how this man keeps doing it, but he's in the best shape of his life. Every every year we're getting better and better. Performance on the field, though, getting worse and worse. You want to draft me in fantasy? Don't even worry about it because I'm not going to be valuable. The backup guy, though, Tony Pollard, keep right. an eye on him. Pretty explosive. Yeah, I mean, last year it was that, man, he's at the lowest weight that he's been since his Ohio State days. Yeah. Guess what? He needs to put on some more weight. <laughs> yeah. The year before that, he's getting thicker. He's ready for, you know, the the what is it? The toughness of the schedule. Oh, yeah. He's going to be able to take the pounding of an NFL yeah, schedule. He's up to like 230 or something He's ready like to that. run back through the tackles again. That's uh-huh. what this Cow- Cowboys offense is going to be all about. Yeah, and then last year it was always down to like 215, lightest he's been since Ohio State. Still wasn't good. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe this year he's around 225 or so, 220, and this is the best shape that he's ever been in. Um, if you're newer to Mike Up or our content, this is – one of my favorite things that happens every single off season is that we list all these guys that are in the best shape of their life. And then it means absolutely nothing. Once the season starts, I will say though, Zach Wilson does look good. 
He no, put yeah, on, there are some guys he where put on like, good weight. Like he needed yeah. to do that. He looked like a scrawny seventeen-year-old kid from mm-hmm. BYU. Now he looks like he has gone through a full offseason of NFL workouts, and he looks good. His legs have gotten bigger. His upper body has gotten thicker as well. The dude looks like he's ready for this season. I'm not saying anything successful. I'm not trying to predict, like, ooh, look out, breakout year for Zach Wilson. <laughs> they do have some other pieces on that offense. I think the Jets could be surprisingly interesting and fun to watch this next season. They, I have seen people put out, like, whether they turn that into wins, I don't know, but I still think mm-hmm. they could be fun to watch. And it's tough, like a uh, peek behind the curtain is sometimes, you know, you'll have a producer or an editor or somebody be like, hey, who's the team that could do what the Bengals did last year? Mm-hmm. And your answer is, well, no one. No one is going to do that this year. But then your producer, editor comes back and says, nope, got to give me one team. I have seen some people put out that the Jets could be that team. But again, peek behind the curtain. Sometimes you don't actually believe that, but you have to put out an answer. It could be. It could be the Jets. We'll see what happens. I, I know that the Jets, Twitter, and I, uh, we've had a lot of differences to where I have put out on multiple occasions, they can S my D, and I stand by that. <laughs> I'm not changing my tune there. Everything that I've said in the past still remains true. 90% of Jets' Twitter absolutely sucks. 10% of them Pretty damn cool. You might and have just turned that number to like 85 to 15. You immediately lost 5% again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just you were doing thought, so like, good. You know what? He's nope. coming around. Maybe he is a nice guy. No, you can still S my D if you're a Jets fan. and you, I, They know who they are. Yeah. I like just the saw 10%, the comments. They know who they are. 100%. I just saw the comments on Mac Jones. It was Kendrick Bourne who said he's in the best shape of his life. His stomach is gone. <laughs> Now, Mac Jones does have a jawline. Like, he does look like he's lost some weight here. But it's just like, man, your receiver's telling you that? Like, not even Uh your stud receiver. Just, I don't know. Maybe Kendrick Bourne is the guy for the Patriots, but it's like, that's the dude saying that? Well, with him, I don't know if you remember, like, pre-draft, he had some photos come out, and it was like him and a couple other guys, like, smoking a cigar after a win. It was him, Tua, and Jalen Hurts. It was something like that. But Mac Jones has his shirt off. It's like, this guy's about to be a first-round draft pick. There's no muscle definition there. And I'm not, like, in any place to judge someone else's body. I'm just saying there was no muscle definition on that man's body. And then, so, getting in the best shape of his life, like I said, maybe it's not that hard to do. He was already in pretty poor shape. Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll see. And it's always been just like a running joke with me. I, I usually tag it, retweet it, or something like that when I do see people say he's in the best shape of his life. And I tell you, the first one that ever got me was Pablo Sandoval. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Pablo <laughs> Sandoval with the Giants in like early 2000s. He came in and he was always overweight. And then I think it was Buster Olney put out an article talking about how Pablo had gone to this trainer. He was doing this new diet, all this stuff about his off season. Mm-hmm. And in it, he said, like, Pablo Sandoval is in the best shape of his life. He comes back, has another terrible year. <laughs> like, he had lost all this weight and was really in the best shape of his life. He was still terrible. Didn't even matter. Didn't he get, like, big again after Yeah, that? and then he had another good season. It's like, <laughs> hey, he put on another 30 pounds, got Just back Just be up. fat and happy and hit home runs, my guy. Yeah, like, back up to 280, and now he's mashing home runs again. <laughs> so, And then, like, there's always the Eddie Lacy stuff of, like, man, Eddie Lacy is fat. Yeah. People came back with that one. I'm like, no, it was just a bad picture. Here's a picture that I took from the same day. Then you get Eddie Lacy out there actually in preseason. You're like, nope, he's chonk. 
Like that's you know thick. That's still big old boy. Yeah. So a couple other guys, and again Zeke Elliott just always remains on the list. Uh, a couple other news and notes. Sam Darnold came out and said that he was confident that he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not true, but I, again, that's one of those things. What do you expect him to say? Like, nah, I'm actually, I'm probably going to suck again. Like, I should be a backup. You know, those ghosts that I saw, they never went away. They're still there. I'm haunted. Bold statement by you. Yeah, I should have said that. That's on me. <laughs> hmm. That sucks. I mean, we know who Jonas is in the chat now. Yeah, that's, it's very relieving. Is it? How'd you sleep last night? I was going to say, I didn't. I've still been having a lot of weird dreams, man. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm stressed about. I'm happy in life. Life's great. Something's happening, though, because I am having some dreams. Do you want to dive into it? Nah, because they're just weird. Like, it's weird to say on the podcast, but, like, I mean, it's just those dreams where you think they're so real, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, thank God, that was not real. Mm-hmm. And it's always with, like, someone being <laughs> accused of something they didn't do, or, like, I'm being accused of something I didn't do, and, like, it goes all the way to this process, and then... I think it's probably because I'm watching Ozark, uh, I was and there's just, like, so much turmoil going on that it's like, I am <laughs> taking that to bed. Whereas, like, I didn't steal the drugs. It wasn't me. <laughs> I did not launder the money. I am just going. I am heading to the office. Do we share an office with the lawyer's office? 100%. I am not doing anything illegal. They might be wrong guy. I wear a hoodie and shorts to the work. To work. That's it. Once what is, again, what is that I think I said that anything? in my because it's like, am I? Do I look like a lawyer? Do I look like I'm dressed up to be a lawyer? Or do any crime? No, I'm the most casual dressing criminal ever. Then, if that's the case, I don't know how criminals dress because I'm not a criminal. I don't hang out with criminals. <laughs> Teach my fourth grade teacher can't get mad at me about that. Yeah, I've got some stuff that I haven't told you, but that's whatever. Like dreams? <laughs> no, uh, illegal oh. activity. <laughs> oh. So you said, like, I don't hang out with criminals. Eh. I'm like, hey, you got the wrong guy. He has hair, not me. <laughs> would you rat me out? Uh, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I'm ride or die. Would you die? Oof, depends on what. No. <laughs> so then you can't say ride or die. No, you're right. You're correct. My, my dumbass would die. My dumbass would die. <laughs> I would be not. Like, there was actually no need for that. Yeah, I was the one that. Yeah, I was I've got two daughters to think about. They they need me around. So I'm sorry. I'm very much ride, like up until a point. <laughs> I'm not die. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. Just being honest. <laughs> I might do the whole like, hey. I'm willing to do protection. some shit. Like, you walk in this office one day and you're like, we got to do something really bad. You can't ask me any questions about it. We're going to hurt some people. Who's car we take? Yeah, I'll drop it. Like, yeah. Get in the truck. We're going. I'm not die, though. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I can't. can't I am it. witness protection. <laughs> I will take it all the way to there. After uh, that, I'm ratting you out, and I'm gone. I'm out of town. Got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's where it is. That's a heck of a friend. <laughs> got you till I die. Just <laughs> until until Don't my life die. is actually in danger. <laughs> then I'm going to bounce. I, I think you got it from here, bud. So it's, the moment a gun comes out, just fun. spilling it. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm back in the truck. <laughs> you can't do the whole Marty Bird like, whoa, whoa. You're wrong. <laughs> it wasn't me. He I mean, is so – Jason Bateman is such a good actor. Yeah. I think he's like the same actor in every show or movie he that he's in. He is. But like, Man, he <laughs> nails it. Is he like committing uh, crimes with fraud and money laundering? Is he trying to kill his boss? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's always the same dude. I do love his character. Protecting his identity, identity thief. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I will tell you, no one in Hollywood stands with their hands in their pockets. 
like Jason Bateman does. No, man, I noticed that last night, actually. <laughs> There's a clip of him standing in the yard or whatnot, and he's just, like, thinking about stuff. And I was like, that is just such a casual look of just, like, yep. this dude is chill when nothing else in his life <laughs> should be, like, he should not be standing like this, mm-hmm. this calmly. Yeah, and in the face of chaos, he always has, like, the same cool, calm demeanor. And Finds like, his way out of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, kids walk out of the room, God damn it, Wendy. <laughs> We're supposed to have a united front here. <laughs> Dude, I love that that show. It is very good. I'm uh just got to episode seven. Another jaw drop. Season I almost tweeted four. last night every time I finished an episode of Ozark in season four, this is my reaction. It was gonna be someone like jaw drop, but I was like, eh, just in case someone decides to take that inappropriately, I'm not gonna tweet it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh just to update the record, I did not try to watch Euphoria again. You didn't? Did not. I actually got some feedback for it. And they're like, Euphoria is a great show. And I was like, well, you got to remember, this dude's also got two daughters on that show, from what I've heard, pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even that thought process coming in, it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also different. just hard for me to get into because I'm like, is this real? Like, for starters, I, all the actors are adults. Mm-hmm. So, like, the nudity is like, it's whatever. Like, you're an adult. It's fine, but you are portraying a high school student, so that's just pretty fucked up, honestly, to look at. Yeah. And then all the drug use, like, is that really going on? That's what I asked last night, too. I was like, is there, are there that many high schoolers like, doing drugs like this? I've not watched the show, so I'm mm-hmm. coming off what I've heard and what was being told to me last night. It was just like, mm-hmm. Right, like, they're doing heroin. Like, she's, this main character's, I'm two episodes in. She's already overdosed, and they're like, oh, this is bad. But she's still using drugs and, like, snorting cocaine or whatever i don't know what it is i'm not they're not big on drugs high school yeah so it's not just like you know you smoke a little weed that's whatever i don't even count that as a drug anymore so if i'm talking about drug use it's above that (laughs) (laughs) prescription drugs heroin cocaine and again i don't know how to take a lot of drugs because i've never been around it so like heroin fentanyl cocaine like some of the harder drugs that in my dare program they're like absolutely do not ever but also marijuana is a gateway drug the next drug you do will kill you Uh, that's what we learned so i don't know what these drugs are but is that like is that an actual problem in our high schools i hope not i don't know i hope yeah not locally i remember kids coming into school just high as a kite one day first hour i'm like man like (laughs) you are just you do have like granted those kids were like they were not in good home situations yeah and it was just like Man, like, you are trashy. Weed equal trash person. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I was like, man, like, anytime Dare Officer was like, are you doing this? I was like, no, sir. Where do I sign the contract? I'm a great citizen, a great kid. Parents love me. Here we go. Yeah. So, man, I'm I was, a model student. As I said earlier, I was a pretty good kid, pretty average, just kind of kept to myself. A little bit funny, a little bit athletic, but I didn't ruffle any feathers. I, did, you had, uh, what was it, FCA? Yeah. Fellowship of Christian Athletes yep. to where like you would take it, – it's supposed to be, I guess, for athletes. But when I was in high school, just like everybody went. It didn't even matter if you were an athlete. And we had a local church come in one time trying to get us to like sign contracts. It felt very much uh, like dazed and confused. Like, you will sign this contract if you want to play ball this fall. <laughs> and <laughs> you've seen that movie, right? I have. Okay, now oh. you're up to speed. But they were trying to get us all to sign like these contracts of like, I won't drink, I won't do drugs, which drugs when I was in school was not a big problem. 
and, but I won't drink, I won't do drugs, I won't have sex and any of this stuff. And we're at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and like they're praying for us and like everybody's like supposed to have their eyes closed and like just raise your hand if you're ready to sign the contract today. Like we'll pray with you and all this stuff. And I, I do a little peek. I'm like, who's, who's saying it? Who's, who's actually raising their hand for this bullshit? Because we're not going to do it. You might sign the paper today. We're going to go drink tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm peeking it. Everybody in this little room has their hand raised. Everybody? Everybody. Every single one of my friends, all those fucking degenerate little 17 and 18-year-old kids, like, oh, praise God, we've, we're changing our lives. <laughs> not this motherfucker. You didn't I raise your hand? I refused to put my hand up. I refused to sign the contract. I'm like... I might be a piece of shit who's going to go out, drink a little bit, probably have some sex, but I'm not about <laughs> to lie to this preacher about it. That uh, That's where I draw the line again. I'm going to do some shit. I'm not going to lie to him about it, though. I'm just going to be honest. Not you almost have to hand. respect that. This preacher's <laughs> like, hey, he told us the truth. These other kids, bunch of liars, because <laughs> yeah. we all know they're all hanging out together. <laughs> but then, Which, if, he's, if he's having sex, who's it with? All the girls raised their hand. They're yeah. all friends. Which I'm going out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I know those girls in Lamar ain't raising their hand either. <laughs> I've already met a couple of them. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> that's, that's a true story, though. That really happened. And uh, then afterwards, I, I think word had gotten around that maybe I was the only one that didn't sign the contract and it didn't raise his hand. There was a, one of my closer friends. I was not allowed to go to his grandparents' house anymore because I was a problem child. In which I caused my fair share amount of pro- – like I I drank. I had sex when I was in high school. So mm-hmm. sue me, whatever. Uh, but everybody else was doing it too. It wasn't like I was the only one. But best friends, grandparents hear about it. And they had also put it together like my older brother had a child when he was in high school. Got a girl pregnant and had a child when he was like 17 or so. There were so many parents that just wrote me off. I'm like, nope, not that one. Do you know his older brother had sex one time? Uh, doesn't mean I'm going to, which looking back, it definitely meant I was going to. But God. whatever. I was still a pretty good kid. Yeah. I didn't even cost until I was like 17. I told my daughters that last night, and they could not believe it. You didn't cuss till you were 17? Huh. No, probably 16 when I started cussing. I, say, I think I was about 16 the first time I did it, and I was just like, man, if my mom finds out, I am toast. And then I was like, I kind of started picking up that like some of my other classmates were saying, I was like, I'm good. I'm in the clear. <laughs> and we were very good at like just turning it on and off. I was like, <laughs> yeah. we're in this situation. We're, like, we're in the car. Let it fly. These doors open. Model mm-hmm. students again. Yeah. Around your parents? Never. Yeah. Like we talked about last week, I still don't – like to say the F word in front of my parents. Yeah. I'll say the other ones. And I, <laughs> this makes me sound like probably a terrible dad. I even sometimes have to prep talk with my children. Like, hey, we don't talk about cussing. We don't talk about drinking around your nana and papa, my parents. They don't like it. We don't talk about it. I'm not trying to be a disappointment. I'm letting one of the other brothers do that. It's not going to be <laughs> me. I'm the baby. I'm the good one. We don't talk about it, but you know, my youngest daughter is a lot like me. She's got a smart mouth on her and she like, I feel like she likes to bring it up because she knows it makes me mad. Yeah. She's a little shithead, but uh, happy birthday to her tomorrow. Eight (laughs) years old. I've only got a couple more years of easy street. When she's She's like 13, it's going to be bad. 
you're in a lot of trouble. I know you know it. I know a lot of people have told you. I know I've said it several times. <sighs> Good luck, dude. <laughs> like that's where it's like ride or die. Like that's where I was like probably gonna die. Probably gonna die for your daughters because <laughs> you're gonna do something. No, they're just be like, all right, here we go. Yeah, sometimes they ask me about bad words too. Like they have to do it in the kid way, even with me. Uh, they're like, is is this a bad word? Or like, I heard a new bad word, stuff like that. And last night, my oldest daughter was mentioned something about a female dog, but then gave me that look of like. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> like a female. Like she even repeated it, like a female dog. Yeah. I'm like, are you talking about the word bitch? And she's like, yeah, somebody said it on the playground. And I'm like, did they say it to you? And they said, no, they uh, called another little boy uh, a son of a bitch. And I said, okay, well, just know that no one in this world has permission to call you a bitch. Not me, not your sister, not your mom, your stepdad. No one can call you a bitch. Or I'm going to become the biggest bitch in the world. Like, I will lose oh, my shit yep. Yep. <laughs> if somebody calls you that. Yep. <laughs> She's like, you just said it like a million times. She's like, but I didn't call you one. Yep. I said it. If somebody calls you that, dad's going to go back to jail. Like, somebody <laughs> is getting hurt. And I'm not afraid to. Like, I've got the prison tat. And this so. time it's not because of an unpaid parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some real shit that gets me to jail. <laughs> That's when I'm going to need somebody to come bail me out. I'm going to have to get my ride or die. It's not yeah. a die situation. Come pick me up. <laughs> Those are the moments where like, I picture you walking in and be like, hey, we're going to have to do some really bad stuff. You can't ask any questions. You. Right. <laughs> and it's going to be like, hop in the Kia. <laughs> First, first comment, top comment in the chat, back to jail, question mark. I've done some time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been to jail once before. Uh, I had an unpaid parking ticket, not even a parking ticket. Uh, I had gotten a speeding ticket when I was in high school, right after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I might be a little bit dyslexic or maybe just a little bit dumb. But I looked, I got the ticket. It was a pretty like $300 one. And I thought I had, I even remember the dates, I thought I had until February 21st to pay the ticket. And what's really shitty is like, I had the money at the time, I had a pretty good job and I have a lot of bills. So I'm like, eh, don't even like really care about how expensive it was. Yeah. February 12th rolls around, average day, go to class, blah, 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 normal day. February 13th comes around, I get a call from the police department, it's like, Hey, you need to talk to you about like that ticket that you got. And I'm like, that's weird, but cool. Like, I'm just trying to help you out. I'm pro cop. <laughs> I go to the police station and they're like, you know, you didn't pay your, your ticket from yesterday or whatever last week. I don't remember how long time had passed. And I know like, I'm, I'm good. I have until the 21st yeah. to pay it. I don't have to do it yet. And they're like, no, <laughs> you had until the 12th to pay it. There's actually a warrant out for your arrest. <laughs> so, yes, I have been arrested, but immediately like post bail. And I'm, I didn't have to like do any jail time. I did have to go to another court date and they're like, just time served the fine that you already paid. That's your penalty. So it was like embarrassing that I had to go through it, but there were no other like penalties. Because so they started put you in a, in a cell? No, but I've been booked. Oh. With the fingerprints and everything, and uh, to the, like, still even to this day, I'll bring it up around my daughters. Like, I will say things to them, like I'm not afraid to go back to jail. <laughs> yeah. But the first time they found out that I had been to jail, um, 
I mentioned something like that. I'm not afraid to go back to jail. And they were kind of old enough then to be like, what are you talking about? Go back to jail. Just like what happened in the chat. Like yeah. back to jail, question mark. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, sweetheart, have I never told you? I, I've been to jail. And I think one of the first things my daughter said was like, is that why you got divorced? <laughs> <I'm> like, no. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no, that is not anything to do with it. But I, I have been to jail. And they asked why. And I said, well. It's kind of embarrassing to talk about, but I've actually killed a person before. And the look on my daughter's face when she thought I was a murderer, like she instantly was like afraid of me. Like, no, I'm just kidding. It was for a ticket. It was a stupid <laughs> incident, but also still not afraid. Yeah, it was a ticket for murder. <laughs> yeah, not afraid to go back, uh, which is great because now she will tell um, potential little boyfriends, mm -hmm. my dad has been to jail. And I do have some prison-type tattoos. Yeah, you do have your... <laughs> I hide them pretty well. If the shirt comes off, pretty tatted. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, snap. <laughs> the old last name across the back. That screams, this guy did jail time. In the English font. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget my mom seeing that tattoo for the first time. Who now has a sleeve, by the way. Like, she's all yeah. tatted up. But... Telling her that I was going to get my last name tattooed on my back and her picturing it being like a small tattoo. <laughs> and then me coming back with my oldest brother from the tattoo shop and being like, all right, pull it up. Let me see it. And like her parents were even over at the house at the time. So oh. I peel my shirt up and it says Miller from one shoulder to the other shoulder. Jason Tatum Just, style. Yes. <laughs> giant. If I wear like a sleeveless, a tank, anything, it shows. It's giant. <laughs> and like the disappointment of like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be so big. <laughs> and then my other grandparents seeing the last name Miller across my back. All time great day. <laughs> All-time great day. Yeah, yeah that's you can right. also it's not have... your name is it. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, now, that's what would really, be that's hilarious <laughs> is if you did it like a football jersey nameplate where it's only like between the shoulder blades. Like, God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Instead of real big. I wonder uh -huh. how, if people have done that. Like, I'm going to get my last name on my back. And they're like, okay, make it to where it looks like it's on the back of a football jersey. And put my football number back there. <laughs> like, I know there's right. a couple people out there that have done that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Put the number back there, too. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I've thought about adding to my back for tattoos, but I just never have. Yeah. It was It was actually – it was pretty painful. My thought with the back tattoo is, like, you never see it. Right. I feel like if I get mm -hmm. a tattoo, I'm going to want to see it. Yeah. And it's also one of those deals where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to see it every day. Never mind. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to like it in 10 years. Yeah. That, that's my mindset. I'm a clean canvas. When I was teaching, I did put tattoos of, like, all right, you're not going to see – most of them. Mm -hmm. And then I got one that like peaked uh, below my sleeve and it wasn't a big deal. It's for my daughters. It's not like mm -hmm. we got some naked lady dancing on my elbow or something. Yeah. Uh, but I now I just, it, I don't even think it's a big deal anymore. I still think it's so weird like to go to Waffle Houses or something and they'll be like, oh, I got to cover my tattoos. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> or I like nurses. nurses. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I'm not going to think you're going to do a bad job because you have tattoos. I think I could understand it like the psych department where a guy probably thinks the thing on your arm is going to come alive and eat him or something. Like that would make <laughs> sense. Like I have a buddy who has all the like superhero tattoos and like villains. So he's got a – oh, what's the one that 
Venom. He's got Venom on there with like the mouth open and the tongue and whatnot. Looks kind of creepy. It's a cool tattoo, but looks kind of creepy. I was like, I can only imagine waking up as a patient and you just see that arm like right in front of you and you're trying to figure out where you are, like what happened. And the only thing you see is Venom's mouth open. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead again. <laughs> that would, tattoos also scare big country. Uh, well, like, I- I'm just thinking of like that situation, like someone who's just kind of like delirious or trying to figure out what's going on and like, boom, there's Venom's face in your mouth in your face as you're getting worked on you don't realize it's a nurse's arm quite yet because this is also like a big dude and he's jacked one of my cool favorite stuff. tattoos club 609 tattoo yep i got one you do yeah i did it i got the club 609 tattoo you don't have to get a tattoo but you should definitely check them out for that happy hour from two o'clock until eight o'clock featuring their two for one drink specials and two dollar draft pours legit have the tattoo uh, when i got divorced one of my buddies um, like it, the first three months when it was like still pretty new and I was like sad about it. I was like, Hey dude, let's just go to the driving range. Let's crush some golf balls and then we'll go get drinks at this bar downtown. They have like a cool happy hour. So I'm like, awesome. Let's do it. And then that's where like I recovered from my divorce and <laughs> met some awesome, really cool people and have been going there ever since. So I, I felt like during that time, there was a place that we kept going to that I did help me through probably the roughest part of my life. So I got the tattoo, not just because I love Club 609, but because it helped me get through a rough patch. And that's why I have the tattoo. Hop in there. Again, maybe you don't get the tattoo, but you'll at least enjoy the happy hour at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them for all your oil change and tire service needs it's not a matter of if it is a matter of when you're gonna need that oil change or this tire service so get that done right here at downtown lube in joplin missouri a couple would you rather questions for you today uh we, are you you're gonna get a tattoo though before we jump into that eventually you think you will i think so but like i have like ideas and stuff that i want to do but it's also just like pulling the trigger on actually doing it yeah I know a lot of people get nervous on like, oh, what what I do for my first tattoo. I want it to be something I can remember for forever. I want it to be special. Yeah. It's going to be on my life for forever. I'll just tell you, it's not that big of a commitment. It's going to be on your life forever. Everyone has bad tattoos. Yeah. My first tattoo is for my grandparents that passed away on the Miller side of things, uh, to which I'm actually, I'm very proud of the last name Miller. So I've got a couple tattoos for them. It's terrible, actually. I've thought about getting it covered up or even removed, but it is what it is. It's also kind of part of the experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, actually, the you know, numbers aren't the same size for the dates of their death and things like that. But it's whatever. It is, <laughs> it's going to be there for forever. Not that big of a deal. That's the other thing, too, is like if I go do it <laughs> and the person that I have like do it is actually bad at it, it's like, great. And I have this awful tattoo on my arm that I gotta look at all the time. And it's also... Mm-hmm. What was the idea of like, oh, do like a half sleeve or do like a full sleeve or just, I don't know, maybe just get one, Austin, and see what happens from there. I was like, okay, if I get one, where am I going to put it? I remember being in middle school, and I had a buddy who was a huge Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, and his dad was as well. And his dad had a Nebraska in right on his left shoulder. And I was like, that's cool. I'm a Texas Longhorns fan. I'm going to get a Texas Longhorn tattooed on my shoulder when I'm in high school because that's going to be awesome. Never did it because as I got older, I was like, that would be so stupid to have a Texas Longhorn logo on my left yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I've never done any so team never tattoos. And I don't think I want to either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love the Texas Longhorns, the Royals. I'm a bandwagon Chiefs fan. 
But even if I like had to get a team logo on me, like I don't, that's questionable. Like, what if you know Texas comes out in the next couple of years and has like some really bad allegations against them and some something like that? Now I'm gonna be like, yeah. All right, I've got that fucking logo tattooed on me. Like, I'm 100%. pretty loyal. <clears throat> I'm right. I'm not die though. There are things that you can do that I will have to decommit and be like, I'm no longer a Texas fan. <laughs> so I would, I would not, I would not do that. But also, they are very addictive. Uh, as Angie puts in the chat, it's hard to stop after the first one. That's what she said. Um, God, <laughs> it, it, that is what she said. It's hard to stop after the first one, and I agree with that because after I got my first one, I didn't think that I would be like super tatted up. Or again, going back to my mom, uh, she got one tattoo and was like, "Oh, I'm only getting one, like only one for my grandkids." Yeah, hmm. bullshit, Kathy. You got a lot of them now. You got more <laughs> than I do. <laughs> really? Yeah. The same person upset about me getting a giant tattoo has her entire arm covered now. Times they do be a changing. Yep. That's an, my dad still do doesn't be. have any tattoos. Though. My thing is like I want to do like I don't know like a a big cat or something. I think that'd be cool. But then it's like okay, now I have this giant like Bengal tiger on my arm. I don't. I don't know. I just that's kind of where it's like. Okay, it seems cool. It's awesome to look at, but is it always cool? And is it always awesome to look at? That I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people think you should get the uh, knuckle tattoos, but niff on one hand, win on the other. Yeah, I've heard uh, getting a bear claw on your hand is super cool. <laughs> is it? I've heard that's pretty bad. I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> they also got like a kraken wrapped around their forearm and then the uh, one of those douchey tribal tattoos up their shoulder i was gonna say man this guy sounds like a real badass <laughs> yeah he thinks he is he thinks he's super cool uh what, have you ever considered maybe the the hair tattoos i've actually had a lot of people say that and here's the thing that's a really bad idea i feel like that would just hurt so bad fade away <laughs> like mm -hmm. oh now i have like gray hair like I don't know, like half black <laughs> bluish hair. tinted hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. How about, there, dude? how about some of these? Would you rather questions today? Uh, would you rather never have to brush your teeth again or never have to take a bath or shower again? Probably have to take a bath or shower again. Cause if you don't take care of your teeth, you can literally die from it. Well, I think that you still get to have the benefits of, like, you just never have to worry about brushing your teeth again, and you'll have healthy teeth. So it's pretty That's much just, like, dealing it. with bad breath? I don't even think that. It's just which would you rather eliminate from, like, your morning routine? Probably brushing my teeth in, I guess. I think I'm going to go shower. I don't know, but sometimes like a good shower just like wakes you up and yeah, that's good. I don't know, like just saying like you're not going to brush your teeth in the morning sounds really disgusting. Mm -hmm. But it's like okay, if you can just take that out of the routine, hop in the shower, hop out, change, boom, you're out the door. But I kind of combine the whole toothbrush and shower combo. Like I, I can you brush your those. teeth in the shower? One hundred percent, dude. Really? Yeah. I don't. You brush your teeth and you get underneath the water, so you kind of like. Get your body like wet and like rinsed off, and then like by the time you're done doing that, you're done brushing your teeth, and then you use this, like you put soap on you, right? And then you wash that off, and then you're done. Yeah, Tyler Warren says it's brush your teeth so you don't actually uh, accidentally do that thing where you accidentally gag yourself and almost throw up. <laughs> God, that's me. <laughs> or have you ever hit yourself in the teeth with your toothbrush? 
Or is this uh, just a, only me being dumb thing? Like, what do you mean? Like brushing like the side of your teeth and then you go to like switch to the other side. But I will hit myself in my front teeth. It hurts. Like as you go back in like to put it like mm-hmm. back in your mouth, you hit yourself. Yeah, I don't do that. I've done it. Because I just slide it across. That's going to sound weird. <laughs> this is going to sound really odd. <laughs> when I put the, I just use my toothbrush like while it's in my mouth. I just keep it on my mouth the whole time and then just like switch sides. Because like nice. I'll start at the back of my teeth and then like so I'll start like at the back right of my teeth. I'll brush the whole inside all the way around. Then I'll brush the outside all the way around. And then I go up to the top, do the same thing. So like I'm never taking like the toothbrush in and out unless like I need to spit the toothpaste out. So you don't swallow the toothpaste. I do not swallow the toothpaste. You you spit the toothpaste. Or are you just like, hey, tap and let me know that there's some toothpaste? <laughs> yeah. No comment. Spit the toothpaste. Yeah. I also spit the toothpaste. No problem. You just uh, got me blushing over here because it's like <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Just with the honest answer is all. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's it. That is the honest answer. Is there something inappropriate about the way you brush your teeth? No, not at all. I will say though, I hate having to scrub my tongue because it's like, how far back on your tongue do you need to scrub? Exactly. And then that's where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Once it gets back there a little ways. Yep. You've got to make that choice between breathing or brushing. <laughs> I'm brushing. It's tough. And then before you know it, it feels like you're going to throw up. It's like Tyler said. It's tough. I don't uh, understand what it seems like. I'm going to give up brushing my teeth if I can. I don't know. There's just something about a good shower sometimes. And I'm not even that guy that's like, ew, I always have to take a shower. Like, nope, I'll get a little scummy. I'll skank it up a day. <laughs> I don't. I don't always shower, but there is something that uh, just like resets you. If like if I'm ever feeling sick, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not 100 percent better until I've taken a shower, like a hot steamy shower, mm-hmm. or after I mow. Just well, I cold shower after I mow. Man, cold showers are kind of underrated. Yeah, like Tell there you, are times where it's just, cool just like off, you need to go just. Water. Yep, you just sit in the shower. And I can't swim, so it's not like I'm getting that nice, cold, refreshing water that way. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, I (laughs) take a cold cold shower. I'll fill up the tub and just kick around a little bit. I'll even put my swim trunks on and be like, look, I'm swimming. (laughs) Not really. When was the last time you took a bath? A bath? Um, It would have been last year. Last year? The Epsom salt bath. After the Big Country oh. Combine, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I haven't done. We're just going to have to pause that. I might just be for forever, I guess, at this point. But mm-hmm. I thought we were going to do it at some you point, are, and then it just never happened. You're kind of a bath guy. I, I don't know what you mean by that. I've taken like three baths since I've known you, and they're I know. all Epsom salt baths after being uh-huh. hurt. I think you've taken a, <laughs> let's get, just go all the way in. You've taken pictures, I feel like, every time you've taken a bath. <laughs> <laughs> that was once. That was once, and you uh, and Amy got the pic. Oh, was it one time? It was one time. Because there were multiple pictures. I think. I don't think it was, big guy. <laughs> I think it was I'm least. not like I'm taking, like, this just sounds so odd. You're making it sound like, oh, bath time, here's a pick. <laughs> that might have been the caption, though. <laughs> it was a Snapchat. It wasn't anything inappropriate, obviously, yeah. or I would, would have thrown up. Uh, but it was like, it was a picture of you in the bathtub leaned over. I think the picture's on the internet of yeah. you, like, smiling and taking a picture <laughs> yeah, while like you're a soft in the bathtub. smile, like a soft, cheesy smile. There, but there's also another picture of you 
and it's of your legs, kneecaps down, of you like in the bathtub, like kind of relaxing. But I want to say that was a bubble bath. No, I, what? Kneecaps down? Yeah, like uh, toes to kneecaps. So again, nothing inappropriate. That would have been the. Uh, yeah, that would have been the same time then. That would have been the Epsom salt bath. Because like after I sent the knee down picture, you guys were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you asked for an inappropriate picture after that, like cracking jokes." And that's why I leaned over and was like, "Not today." Okay. Yeah, leaned over as in like had set my phone down on the ground outside. Man, this just sounds so awkward with <laughs> trying to explain it to people. Hey, uh, if uh, you're embarrassed, so I'll tell an embarrassing story too. Uh, one time, um, I don't even remember what we were doing, but like having a group chat like in snapchat of like oh we're just responding to like pictures of what we're doing things like that at the time i was using the bathroom i was doing a number two in the bathroom and i sent my friends i don't think you were in the chat yet i sent my friends a picture of my feet of like hey guess what i'm doing with my pants around my ankles (laughs) and i had strategically placed a part of my body in the picture to where they might think like, Hey, what is that? Or, you know, like maybe don't open this one. Oops. What's happening. So I send this picture in my Snapchat to all my friends. Like, this is what I'm doing again, a piece of my body in the lower corner where you can just barely see like the tip of it. Yeah. And I sent it to all my friends. The one person that replied to be like, hey, by the way, think your dick might be in the picture. It was my friend, Amy, who is a girl. All the guy friends, ignore it. Like, not, we're not talking about it. Don't even tell him that he put his dick in the picture. <laughs> Can't do it. But her, who is also married to one of my best friends, Mitch, she was the one that was like, hey, bud, like, sorry to break it to you. Think your dick's in the picture. And I immediately responded like, oh, no, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I also sent this picture to a group of teachers that I work with. And like, I'm ruined. I'm going to get fired. This is sexual harassment, blah, blah, blah. I lead it on for a while. And then it like the conversation almost turned serious. Like, how are we going to help him out with this? How, are we, <laughs> how can we make them not open this Snapchat or whatever? Um, the way the story ends, though. It was actually the tip of my thumb that I had purposefully put in the picture where it did look like a, a small penis. And, but the only one of my friends that said anything was Amy. So still shout out to her. But it was just my thumb and I would made it look like a dick. I didn't actually send it to any other teachers. It was just a fun little experiment that I did. But I tell you, there was like a 20-minute period there where some of my friends did think like, oh, no, he just sent a dick pic to other coworkers. <laughs> And everybody was nervous, but it was fine. Yep. It's just a thumb. No need to fear. Just the tip. RIP. About uh, time, would... I don't know. It's been a minute since I've taken a bath. Let's just go ahead and clear that up. It's been a year. Uh, I also will say, though, baths are very relaxing. I haven't taken no a bath shame. since I was probably a child. I don't No, really? uh, I take the back. I will say this. When I was married, I have taken nice. taken a couple baths. Yeah. I don't pre- I don't prefer that. Here's another story because I'm just on one today. One time I was taking a shower with an ex and I was just washing. It wasn't even like, a, oh, we're showering together. It was just like two birds, one stone. Let's both get in there, quickly take a shower, and we're done. And I felt something tickling my back 
while I was washing my hair, like eyes closed or something. I don't remember the details. Well, I felt something tickle my back, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then it happened again, and I thought it was like a spider or a bug. So I immediately go to grab it, just like snatch it behind my back. It was the ex's hair. And I grabbed it, just snatch it and like pull to like, you got to get this bug off of me. <laughs> it was her hair. And she was like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> it was accidental. It was not on purpose. I thought it was a spider. Obviously why it was just a shower. Nothing else happened. She was pissed at me. <laughs> thought I did it on purpose. Why would I do that on purpose? It's a total accident. Uh, would you rather lick the bottom of your shoe or eat your boogers? Eat my boogers. I do that, that was a quick answer. It's great protein. You've been thinking about it. I'm not going to lick the bottom of my shoe. That's disgusting. I actually agree with you. Yeah. Ed, I used to talk about this when I was a teacher, too. We'd play a lot of Would You Rather games. And it's like, think about all the nasty places that your shoe actually goes. Like, your shoe is touching the bathroom floor. Yes. And then bringing those germs with you. So I even know like a lot of people are like, hey, take shoes off before you come in my house. I get that. I'm not one of those people. But I do get the bottom of your shoe is absolutely disgusting. Yep. And hand up, I've eaten a booger before. I was that kid. I, I've had a couple. Oh, I was like, whoa, mine was a joke. You sound like you're being serious. As a kid, yeah. I'm yeah, serious. as a kid. I feel like everybody has. I probably did as a kid and didn't know it, like, but I, once I got to an age of like seeing other kids who were also well aware of, hey, you're eating your boogers and they didn't care, really gross, man. Yes. I never did this. <laughs> or you get the kids that like just have snot running down their face and oh. they're just licking it. All the t- <laughs> like the whole day. <laughs> kids oh, are like fucking Just that gross. little freaking lizard lick or something that they would do. They just like, oh, there's just, yeah. There was one kid in my class who had it. All the time. And it was just mm-hmm. so nasty. Yep. I can picture the kid too, still to this day. Yep. I still run into him from time to time. And I like, I just, I look at him and I think like, hey, you remember through elementary school when you used to constantly be licking sn- snot off your lip? <laughs> like that, that was you. That's what people remember. It's like on um, Superbad when he kicks that so- uh, soccer ball and he's like, people don't forget. That's me and the snot licker kid. I will never forget him being that kid ever but i think the obvious answer is eat your boogers for being honest i think everybody's done it maybe at a low age yeah i think everybody's done it you've done it at a grown age pretty messed up i will say i don't think my oldest daughter has she's always been pretty germ conscious yeah she thinks it's absolutely disgusting. Sometimes I'll pick her up from school and be like, hey, how was your day? And she'll tell me about the snot kids. Like he, he had snot all over his face the whole day, and I had to look at it. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it will ruin her whole day. So like, I bet she's never eaten a booger in her life. Youngest daughter? Yeah. <laughs> Eats all the boogers. <laughs> yeah. Why, you're not going to eat that? You're not? Hand it over here. That's a good one. Right? A little crunch in there. Uh, would you rather... Have to drink everything from your ears or eat everything from your belly button. Does it hurt your ears? I don't think so. Because, you know, when you like you hop in a, in a pool and you get water in your ear, it kind of hurts a little bit? Or is, it, is your body designed? I think it's used to it. Yeah, it's like that's just the means of how we drink things. I'm drinking from my ears. Yep. You're drinking from the ears? Yep. All you got to do is just pour it down to the side of your head. I think it would be super convenient to just eat things from your belly button. I'm going belly button on that one. I think that'd be odd because anywhere you go, then you're going to have to like lift your shirt up <laughs> for your, your belly button. Yeah. And you they'll be like, it? oh, man, that guy's hungry. That's a hungry. good point. 
Yeah. That's a good point. To take a drink, you're just like, yeah, let me tip my head over here. Yeah. Right in the old ear. You maybe have swayed me, but at the same time, I'm a visual thinker. I can picture myself sitting on the couch just eating some Doritos, just feeding it to the belly button. <laughs> like pennies in a fucking slot machine. <laughs> yeah. <Ba-doop. laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll stick with my original answer, although yours probably uh, makes more sense. Just a I'm handful the- of peanuts, just <laughs> dumping them on in. <laughs> no, watch them roll down my belly. <laughs> fucking Kobe popcorn into your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, throw me an M&M. Throw me an M&M. Sure. Come down, up. down. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us and sticking with us through a weird episode, but we do appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow on Thursday right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.